Welcome back to the Young Adults for Christ podcast. Thank you for joining us. On this week's episode, we will be discussing loss and how we can deal with it as Christians. Yeah. Yeah, and back in the studio with us this week is Brett and myself alone. Yeah. The last two times you've had a guest with us, right? Yeah. It's lonely up here without someone. Yeah, no, I think I think we need more guests. That's good, exactly. But it's yeah. good to see you, Sebi. Nice Not that I only too. see you in the studio, <laughs> I see you all the time. Yeah. How have you been? I've uh, been good, thanks, bud. It's been a good start to the year, like a, a really busy one, but a busy one for good reasons, you know. Uh, yeah. Young Adults is doing really well at the church. Uh, we've got lots of people coming through on Sundays. Um, ministry is flying, and so that, that side of life is going well. Um Maryland, as per usual, is amazing. So being married is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing well. Thanks, bud. How are you? Yeah, I think I'm good. I think like you, this year started with a bang, which has been been exciting. But at the same time, I think it started with some some unfortunate happenings, which yeah. is yeah, it's been a bit of a tough, and that's why we unfortunately missed two weeks ago's episode. Yeah, because I think so. I I had a um, my boss and partner pass away mm. um, on the 1st of February. Yeah, so I think I've just been dealing with that and figuring out how to how to go forward. Yeah, yeah. but it's been good. I think, like you say, ministry's been good and Jesus has been good, so can't complain, to be honest. Yeah. So I guess that's what brings us to the subject, is it's actually something you yourself are going through at the moment. Yeah, it's, I think it's very relevant to me, and mm. I think through it I realized that I don't think all of us know particularly how to how to deal fully with the with loss and death because yeah. and also the unknowingness of of where that person's going sure. i think that one that one hits the hardest yeah yeah as also i think one of the most difficult things as a christian answering for a non-christian um and i think oftentimes people will just say they're in a better place now and sometimes my heart breaks a bit because the person who said that yeah. about their the you know their loved one has passed away, I actually don't think they're in a better place, um, and that's really really tough. But then on the other side, is like how we no matter where that person's gone, say is like what how we deal with it and how we love um, people who have lost a loved one. And I think sometimes for me, knowing that sometimes someone might not be in a better place, is actually like almost like the kick in the butt I need to get out there and actually share the good news with people because like people don't know sometimes like that Jesus died for them. And if they don't know that, like how can they call on his name to be saved? Yeah. And yeah. So like when you face with death, particularly loved ones and you're not sure of where they've gone, like it's a really difficult thing to have to deal with. Yeah. No. And I, like you say, like it's, it's definitely made me, want to be more more even maybe that's a strong word more evangelical evangelistic in evangelistic yeah yes because like even though for instance with my boss i knew i'd had that conversation with him about yeah. jesus multiple times like it's it still hits you like you don't know where he's gone mm. he he could have had a deathbed conversion which would have been which is amazing but like you always even if you have that conversation, you always, I think, second guess how deeply you had that conversation with the person yeah. if you don't know fully if they've given their life sure. to Christ. And I think that's the hard, one of the hardest parts about death, for me at least it was, mm. like not knowing if I was going to actually see him again really? because we all 
I think at the end of the messages and everything and the tributes we put forward, I think it's always, it's always love you until we see you again. Yeah. Right. But you don't know sure. until you are. Maybe you're the one that's not going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't know until, yeah. until Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm. We don't know where we're going and where our loved ones have gone. So, yeah. yeah, but I think scripture really, it does do such an amazing job at comforting us in this time. I mean, reading through different scriptures through through the past few weeks. I mean, from the Old Testament in the Psalms, straight through into the New Testament, Jesus speaking, Paul speaking. Yeah. Like we see that God wants to be there with us in that yeah. time. He wants to comfort us. He wants to take that burden. He wants to take that hurt and, and take it upon himself to, to comfort us. Yeah. Which is so incredible. It just shows the the immense love of who God is for mm. us because in our hardest times he wants to be a part of who what we're going through. Yeah. Which not many if we think of the people on earth with us, only like a few of our close close friends will want to go through that time with us. Yeah. The rest of the people just say, Sorry to hear and then they move on mm. with their lives, which is perfectly fine but jesus wants to have a a deep a deeper relation with you in that time so that he can get you out of that yeah which is so incredible i mean you you see it paul speaks in second corinthians about it jesus speaks in math or in matthew he speaks of when jesus spoke about it in the psalms we see i mean i've got a a, a, a verse here yeah. from psalm 147 it says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their mm, wounds. So he takes us in our like in our sorrow and he, he just brings us back together yeah. and he just uses bandages of mm. love to pull us back into a space where we can spread more love. Yeah. And be more evangelistic. Yeah. I was going to say, say evangelical again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, bro. And I think um, I think there's almost, there's two sides to this. There's like the theology of death and what it means to die and where people go. And I think maybe that's not something we're necessarily going to deal deeply with. And mm -hmm. um, if anyone does want to know more about that, I'd point you to a sermon uh, done by Lee Robinson back in, which I think was like 2017 uh, or maybe even 2016. Uh, he did a series on heaven, heaven and hell. Um, and it was really good. And I think he also, um, you know, he's dealt with that himself and mm. journeyed through grief, which is also a book he's written. Um, and so like the, the theology of what happens when someone dies, uh, we can, obviously we're going to touch on it because it informs us, but we really want to speak through today. How do you as a person individualistically deal with it? And I just love the way you've started the conversation on like drawing into scripture drawing into mm. Jesus, knowing that we in him we have someone who's there to bind up the wounds. Um, and I, actually, when I've done, I've only done a couple of funerals in my life. Um, I'm still a young pastor. But um, there's, I've used a couple of different verses. And one I've actually come to a few times is John chapter 11, verses 1 to 44. And it's the story of Lazarus. And the shortest verse we have is Jesus wept. And that, that comes from this um from this pas uh, passage of scripture. And uh, I think what I appreciate about that is while God, while Jesus was fully human and fully man, we see the human side of Jesus uh, mm. very well in this passage because he loses his best friend, Lazarus. Um, and even though 
Jesus raises him from, he, Jesus knows he's going to raise him from the dead and have Lazarus again for a while. But then he still, he wept because he knows that there is still a second death for Lazarus. Yeah. You know, like death uh, is only defeated in the sense that we pass from this life into the next. Uh, and the humanness of Jesus there weeps to know that like this world is still not perfect. Yeah. It's still marred by sin. It's still broken. People still have to die. Um, it's just that the hope that we have is that through the work of Christ on the cross, this life is just a very small season and we pass into eternity because yeah. of the work he did for us on the cross. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I think that John chapter 11 verses one to four, it's a wonderful picture to see that like Jesus grieved, Jesus wept, um, but there's also hope because of what Jesus did for us. So maybe Seb, you can tell us for you personally, like what have you how have you dealt with this grief that you've been in? Yeah, so I think for me, like I said earlier, it was, I don't know, I just found a, a need and an urge to just dive deeper with Jesus in this time because, so unfortunately, it's been quite a long process of of watching, watching the death happen, essentially. Yeah. And so I think I remember getting a phone call at the beginning of December already of of him saying goodbye to me essentially and from that day i think that hit me really hard uh, and i didn't realize how hard it actually hit me or was going to hit me because i think it's for having cancer for two years you kind of sort of think you're you know that the death is coming mm. but realizing how close it was i think it hit harder and then I ended, I found myself going into scripture, just really pulling into Jesus in that time, giving it to him, like really saying to him that, look, I have no control over this situation. You're the only one that can change anything. And even if it's not your will to change anything, I, I pray that you would be with me and mm. and him in the time that that he would find peace in, in his last days, but also that we, myself, and also his family would find peace here on earth as he as he departs from earth. And I've really found myself just pulling into Jesus so much over the past two, two and a half months, extra on top of what I would normally do. Yeah. And it truly, I think it, it, I won't say it prepared me because it definitely never, that when I got the phone call saying it passed, it it definitely, it whacked me like Mm. before six. Sure. But like just going again, knowing that in that, Jesus will comfort me because I had been processing it with him and knowing he was there with me through it, I think was, it was a very big comfort Mm. and it it gave me the place to, to actually have the honor to speak at his funeral. Like if it wasn't for, for Jesus, I wouldn't have been able to, to do that because he gave me the strength. He gave me that comfort to stand up and actually say words without just tears coming out because yeah, I don't know. Death is it's something that we we as humans will never get used to. Yeah. Because unfortunately it's just most people that we going to attend a funeral for, they are close to us. Mm. Because you don't find yourself attending funerals on a daily basis. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Jesus was definitely the only way I was able to deal sure. with it. And I, I can say that it was a lot easier than previously for me with other people's deaths before I was a Christian. For instance, I mean, I think of of when my grandparents passed away. And yeah, I understand they're my grandparents and they're closer. But like 
the way I dealt with it then was so different. I would, it just was, okay, well, death has happened. Now how do I process it? And it was never go to Jesus. It was always in my own strength. I need to, need to process it. I mean, I remember my closest grandfather when he passed away in 2012. I, I went to see him before the, when, what do they call them? Undertakers oh, came yeah. to, came to fetch him. And then I remember walking around his complex and I went, walked to a section of it and there was a gate with a, with a wall next to it. And I remember punching a, a hole straight through the single brick wall. <laughs> and like, that's just not a healthy way of dealing with the pain, mm. but it was, I think back then what I thought was the only way to deal with the pain. Yeah. And so I can definitely see that Jesus does help in processing that pain. Cool. And if we, if we can take it to him as much as possible, yeah. even though we want to as humans deal with it in our <laughs> own strength, which is impossibilities. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we can't. Yeah. I think sometimes like, um, I just think of you, you know, punching that wall, like sometimes media and movies and that kind of thing, almost romanticize the emotions of going through grieving. But until you've actually grieved the loss of a loved one, you know, there's nothing romantic about it. There's nothing, mm fun about it it's just heart-wrenching and you can't picture life moving forward sometimes yeah um and it's a really really difficult space and what is hard like you mentioned it earlier is and why i think you need to really pull into god is because for humans for all of us life continues you know so we stop we mourn and we're present in that space and depending on how close you were to the person or the family your mourning length is maybe a bit longer or shorter mm. Life carries on. You know, you've got to get up the next day to go to work. You've got uh, bills to pay, rent to sort out, wh whatever's going on in your life, exams to pass. And at some point you have to get on with those things. And what's really hard about that is you almost maybe feel guilty that you haven't really mourned and you almost feel guilty to laugh again or guilty to be happy again. Yeah. But I think... That's why pulling into Jesus is so important because in him we find life and in him he gives life. And so while we are free to mourn, we're also free to, to laugh again. Mm. Um, and I, I think of just the, the book of um, uh, Solomon wrote it. My mind's just gone blank. Uh, <laughs> song of Song? No, Song no. of Songs. Um, um, everything is... Your... There's a Bible app somewhere on my no, phone. My, my brain has just gone I mean, on a podcast. How can my brain just forget? <laughs> uh, Justin preached through it um, a few years back. You. Uh, not Song of Solomon, because that is a goodie as well. Maybe just, no, it's not Song of Solomon. Anyway, um, you find it for us. Um, but uh, what, what I was going to say there is this, it says, um, Solomon says, there's a time for everything, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to mourn, a time to praise. And mm. it's just that like, that is the ebb and flow of life, that uh, with, there is a time and a season for everything. Um, and I just want to leave us with this little thought from 2 Corinthians you mentioned earlier, but Paul writes this in chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we sh share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. 
If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. And so just really encouraging words to know that like God is the father of compassion and he's the God of all comfort and mm. that he's there to comfort us through these really difficult times. And so I'm just really encouraged to hear how you personally turned into God and drew from his spirit. Yeah. It's good, bro. I think for me, what I think what drew me straight into scriptures, I think goes straight back to my, to my favorite verse of the Bible, yeah. which is, well, it's two verses, but I think 10, uh, Corinth, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, but 10 speaks more into this. Yeah. And it says, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think through, through writing that verse on my heart over the past, past five, six years, that it's yeah. been one of my favorite verses. I think it's just reminded me that when I when I am struggling, when I am going through things, like Christ is going, He's there to strengthen me. He's there to help me through it. So I think that that obviously God God places your favorite verse on your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what I've realized over this time is that verse has really been. Yeah. It's there to remind me because I think I'm a doer. In my life, that's what I am, and God knows mm. that obviously about me. And in a time like this, you just want to you want to do things, and you just want to. But what that verse reminds me is, instead of just doing things, sit with me, mm. and and I will help you get through this time. Yeah, that's good. So, and yeah, I think it's really it's shown me the importance of a favorite verse of the Bible. Like people say, oh, I don't have one. It's the whole Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's like yes. All scripture is important. All scripture is beautiful, but I think God places a certain scripture on your heart in a in a season yeah. for a reason to remind you of of things that that you need to know in that mm. time. It's good, dude. Yeah, it's good. Um, I quickly cheated and looked up yeah, Ecclesiastes. Oh, oh, was it Ecclesiastes? <laughs> oh, my brain short circuits it for a little bit there. I don't remember Justin preaching through that. So it was before you started attending regularly again. Yeah, I think so. Yo, that was one of the best series that man's ever preached through. Oh, really? It's so good. So actually, if you want to, yeah, I just recommend I'll go back everyone. in the archives. Maybe what we should do actually is, I don't know, in, a sh in like the description, some, we yeah. can put uh, some links in there. Yeah, I'll put the link back For Lee that. and for, for Lee's sermon and then for this. But actually, I think maybe while we, we can do that, we can talk about some practical ways to mm -hmm. deal. So... Again, like I've been quite fortunate and blessed in the sense that I haven't really... I lost my grandfather in 2014, um, and that was quite a hard time for me. Um, but, yeah, like we were close, but not exceptionally close, mm. you know. Um, but, and yeah, since then, I haven't really lost a very close person since I've come to faith. Um, I've seen friends go through it, uh, like yourself even, and it's been tough. But I think maybe my most, most of my experience comes through dealing with families who've lost loved ones and you know, doing funerals for them as yeah. a pastor. Um, and I think some of the best, like the, the advice I received, which I now give to people, is to to really spend time mourning the loss of that person, regardless of, you know, whether they're Christian or they're not Christian, mm. whatever the discussion, it doesn't matter. Mourn them well, you know, and I think part of the mourning process is sitting around the dinner table with your family uh, after the funeral, before the funeral, and looking at old photos, 
remembering, you know, mm. remembering the stories, the, the holidays away, the times away, the fights, the good times, the bad times, and just really remembering that person. And then to also, once the funeral's done and life starts to move on again, to not be afraid to talk about the person, yeah. to, to mention stuff like, you know, if you've lost uh, um, someone close to you, I don't know, like a dad or someone, you know, to not think like, oh, we can't bring up dad because maybe everyone will cry, but to remember him fondly and be like, yeah, I remember yeah. dad used to bry that way. Oh my word, I'm going to try bry that way. Or, oh man, dad was just the worst driver. I can't believe he used to drive like that. You know, <laughs> laugh, like times like that, it's so yeah. important to keep the person um, talking uh, uh, almost like alive in your memories um, because that really helps you deal with it. If it becomes an unspoken thing or, a, you know, we don't touch that topic, that's where I think real hurt simmers and lives down deep in our hearts. Yeah. And so I think um, the, to, like advice to people who have lost a loved one is to always remember to live, laugh, and cry together with your loved ones as you remember that person. But then I think... Um, maybe a bit more practical is there are courses that r get run at our church. Uh, there's that grief share course, which actually yeah. I think is a course that runs in a whole lot of places. It's, yeah. we just use it. Um, but you know, find a course and do it and like go with people who are going to really walk a road with you and help you share the grief that you're in. I, I mentioned it earlier, Lee Robinson's book. Um, he wrote a book called journey with grief, which can be bought at the bookshop here. And he lost his wife and sister in um, a car crash after yeah. being newly married. And, he uses that book to explain how what, how he journeyed with grief, and he actually speaks about it in that series I mentioned. Uh, like there are resources out there to help you journey with that. But then, uh, one of the questions that I, we can maybe discuss now is how can we as Christians deal with death in a way that is loving to those around us? So both how do we deal with it? I think we've spoken a bit about you, but maybe we as a Christian community, like how can we love you, Seb, who's mm -hmm. lost a loved one? Maybe we can talk about that. Like you've just gone through this in the last two yeah. weeks. How have you received love from your community? Or maybe how do you wish your community had loved you a bit better in this season? How can we as Christians love those who have lost a loved one? Yeah. So I think for me, what I found is like, I don't know, like I didn't want to tell people. Oh yeah? Like that was the, like the people that I knew were praying for, for healing. Those were the people that I, sp that I let know. Because I knew that they were, they were invested in the, in the, in the situation, mm. but like I found myself not telling many other people within the community around me, which I think looking back now probably I think it was the way I wanted to. Mo I don't know if it's most, but I know a lot of people want to handle it. They they don't really want to tell people, mm. and I think maybe from from the person that's lost someone's side maybe inviting people into that space so that they can love you. Yeah. Because it's not just like you don't have to do it alone. Mm. You can, if you pull your community in, it's something that, that they can love you through. They can really pull in and just help you through that time because mm. it's not easy to do it alone. And I think looking back, I can see that. But in the time, I think we all, I don't know if you remember from when, when your grandfather died, mm. it's not something we, it's like you, you want to talk about it, but you don't want to talk about it to everyone. Yeah. It's like a thing that it's still too fresh on your heart. But I think within a, a Christian community, within a community that just loves Jesus, I think it's a space where you should be able to be, show that vulnerable side. It should be a space where 
like Richard preached a few weeks ago, where you can let your mess out. Like yeah. Let them into your mess. And I think looking back, that's probably what I would have done better for myself. But I think the people I did tell, they they really you I could I could feel that they were pulling in and praying for me. You can really feel when I think going through a tough time, you really feel when there's other people praying sure. along with you. Like you actually feel the the, their prayers which is it's a beautiful thing to feel and i think that was that it was just amazing but also those people also just they were loving and tender in that time and you you got i got a message every like so often in a day like are you doing all right mm. is it like is there anything we can do for you type thing so yeah it was i think the community around me really did show me love i don't know I think from my side, I could probably have done better by allowing more people in mm. maybe. But I think I'm blessed to have a good community around me. Yeah. That I think in a time of like that, they, they really pull into you, which is amazing. So I don't know how we could do it better, but I think just allowing people mm. to, to be in your mess and yeah. then those your community, I think welcoming that mess and in that mess just being bringing a loving presence of Jesus. Mm, that's cool, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, like if I could just draw out practical things from listening to you talk, but it's that, so you've allowed some people into your mess and then the people you've allowed in, you know, it's that checkup message. Mm. It's, hey, can I, how can I help? And then maybe it's even, not even asking how can I help, but saying, I'm bringing food around. Will you be home at 5 p.m.? Yeah. You know, um, or, um, you just taking a load off saying, I know you said you would volunteer on Sunday at the kids ministry. I'll do that for you. Hmm. Cause I know you need some time with your family. Like it's practical pulling in, giving space. And then also I would say just being physically present and saying, Hey man, I know I'm sure you're busy, but can I come around and yeah. have a coffee with you? Or I'll bring a beer or I'll bring a whiskey and we can have a drink to his life or whatever yeah. your tr like kind of tradition is as a like as a cultural tradition yeah um to really pull alongside each other and i think that's what we we lack sometimes in our kind of western culture it's we quite individualistic and it's like hey but i'm really sorry i hope you're okay and then we carry on yeah versus like the fight towards more of a, um, a christian world lens which is more uh, like middle eastern which is community driven and like someone in my family's lost a loved one we pause we stop and we gather around and you almost see like that acts two community where like, yeah. Oh, you need money for a tombstone. We'll sell our car. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but like, that's what we see happening in acts. Um, and so as Christians, I feel like that's the kind of community we want to strive to be is to mm. just pause and say, Hey man, how can I help? And I think that almost speaks to any crisis situation really. And like, I mean, a death is probably the highest one, the highest crisis is yeah. crises. That's the word. <laughs> um, but, uh, any other kind of crises, I think we could all do it better. I know I personally sometimes fall short in that space. I'm like, you good? Lacquer? <laughs> all right, cool. Carrying on with life. And yeah. I was slowing down a bit and saying, hey, man, I did this thing. I made a meal for you. I'm bringing it around. Practical ways to love each other. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's spot on. Yeah. And I think also, I think what I realized is, and I think it was, for me, it was the best way to do it, was like, I kind of just continued with life. Yeah. Like the next day I had meetings. I went to those meetings. Mm. Yeah, and there was it was different conversations within those meetings that I probably would have had if 
if I'd gone to them without the the uh, the death happening the mm-hmm. day before. But I think it's it's a good way to also like because I think sitting in your own thoughts a bit is a bit can be too much. So yeah. don't allow yourself to just sit. Yeah, I think you're right. Like that's part of the grieving process is to sit and think. But then there's got to be movement towards yeah. coming out of that, and you're spot exactly. on. Yeah, and I think even like maybe for you it's not the next day. Maybe for you it's two days, three days mm-hmm. after. But I think it's very healthy to to continue. Like yeah. that person would want you to continue. That yeah. person doesn't want you to just sit and and do nothing because they have passed away. Mm. They want you to to continue with life. They want you to live a fruitful life. They yeah. want you to do well. They want you to. Everything that you were doing with them before, they want you to continue. They don't want you to just stop because they've passed. Yeah. And to honor them best is to continue. To, That's good. To really, like, for instance, if, if they loved flying and you love flying and you used to do it together, still fly. Mm. And just honor them in that way, in the way the you memory. do it. Yeah. Like, re- remember when you go up for that first takeoff after, remember them in that process. Mm. Remember them every time you fly, say, yeah. Sure, I really wish they were here with me. That's cool. But like you said earlier, like don't be shy to not talk about them mm. because if you don't talk about them, then it becomes I don't know, like that. that I don't know, the, like with a lot of Christians, it's your drinking days before you were a Christian, the, the wild days. Like you don't want to talk about the, you don't want that. You want mm. to be able to talk about that person. It's part good, of history. Like they were a part of your life for a long time, mm. most probably. If, if they meant a lot to you. So you got to be able to, in your morning, come to a time where life continues, but it doesn't, con- it continues without them here, but it doesn't continue without their memories. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That's good. I really like that. Yeah. Mm. And I think this, this quote really sat with me for us as Christians. And yes. it's by James H. Augie, who died in 1922. So Old people often have the best stuff like to say. He's from a long time so ago. So I reckon whatever he's about to say is pretty yeah. good. So it says, Death to the, to the Christian is the funeral of all his sorrows and evils and the resurrection of all his joys. Yes, that's cool. So like, yes, you've died. But that, all that means is like, all our sin, all our sadness has died. But all our joy has been remembered. Mm. Because people remember our joy once we've passed and that's I think we as Christians we need to remember that we need to remember the joys of our brothers and sisters who have passed before us and we need to then also remember that our joy is fulfilled in death we get to go into eternity in death so our brother and sister has gone into an eternity with Christ and we get to we get to remember their lives Mm -hmm. and they get to watch our our lives Mm -hmm. which is Two beautiful, beautiful things. Yeah, one thing you said um, at that funeral you attended on Friday, um, you said when your funeral happens, it better be a party. Yes. And um, <laughs> I think for a Christian, for a Christian who passes away, it's a very different kind of event. Well, uh, not event that sounds weird, but um, passing than a yeah. normal one, or someone else who's not a Christian, because. For us as a Christian, like when we die, we know for us, like without a shadow of a doubt that Christ has paid for mm. my inequities. And I'm stepping simply into uh, this other quote. He says, yeah, from time into eternity, mm. you know. And so it's it's for when we're mourning the loss of a Christian, we're actually almost crying for our 
loss. Yeah. Because we don't get to see that person any now at the moment. You know, we've lost them. We don't get to see them anymore. We don't get to make memories with them anymore. But the flip side for them, man, like their sorrows and evils are gone. Yeah. They're stepping into the joy of eternity. And like there are, there's a party in heaven and they get to sit at the foot of like at, of Jesus and God and see the Holy Spirit and be like, how does yeah. the Trinity work? Yeah. And be like, explain to me how you created the world, you know, and it's just, it's beautiful and they're in eternity now. And so we almost like when, when a brother or sister passes away and they're a Christian and we know where they're going, like it's a bit of a, it's almost more of a celebration, which is weird, you know, to celebrate the passing of someone, but like we know that they've gone home. Mm -hmm. And so we really are crying and mourning for ourselves because we've lost a loved one. But man, God has like gained a person into eternity. And there's an extra person to have a party when someone comes to know Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because it says that there's a party in heaven for every person that comes to know For the one that returns, yeah. So, yeah, I think thinking of that statement, I think I was sitting in, so had another close family friend's father pass away. And I attended the funeral on Friday, like Brett said. And I was sitting there in that funeral and I was like, I really want, so, I mean, at the moment, or not at the moment, in general, I think a lot of us as Christians, before we get married, we think about what our marriage will look like. And for me, my marriage, I really wanted to be a Jesus party. I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus all the way. Like, I want everyone to know Jesus through that. And then I was sitting there and I was thinking, well, when the eventuality does come of of myself passing on earth as, it, as we know me, like, I want people to have a Jesus party at my funeral too. Yeah. Like, I don't want that Jesus party to just end at my at my wedding. I want it to go through to my funeral. So cool, man. And I want those people to really like have an encounter with Jesus at my funeral and oh. realize like he wasn't just here to to be a human. He was here because Jesus Jesus wanted to use him, mm. but now Jesus has taken him back because sure. his mission is finished. Yeah. And like the party doesn't stop stop at the wedding. The party needs to continue through life. Through, so the yeah. Jesus party doesn't stop at your wedding or your 30th that or your 40th or your 50th or mm. your 60th like all the big parties happen here on earth it must happen at the funeral too i think yeah. because like you say if we know where they're going yes we sad yes but i think if we are able to have a, a so-called jesus party at that funeral mm. so we worship well we we really have a good message come through and jesus is just glorified through all things that happen yeah. at that funeral like we are going to have an encounter that's going to mm. really comfort us in that space. And dude, like think of the witness that that would say to the non-Christians who are attending this funeral. Yeah. To be like, what is wrong with you people? Why are you so happy that this person is gone? Yeah. And we can say, like, I'm crying because I know I've lost someone, but I'm joyful because I know that Jesus Christ paid for their sins. Yeah. I know that because of what Jesus did on the cross, they're in heaven right now. There's no more pain. There's no more sin there's no more problems like the cancer is gone or the alzheimer's is finished and they are perfect they've got perfect bodies perfect minds and it is beautiful it is as it's meant to be yeah and to the non-christian they'd be like what but that makes no (laughs) sense you cannot be joyful at a funeral and we can say yes we can yeah because we know where they are and like that's a beautiful picture and so i also just think for me like seeing death is for me like a massive like I said, feel to just get out there and tell people. Like I think of some family members. If they were to pass away soon, like I wouldn't see them ever again. 
Yeah. And that breaks my heart. And like, I need to get on that. I need to go tell them about Jesus. Yeah. Because uh, I just, like, it's almost selfish of me to not. Yeah. Yeah. But I think family members are the hardest ones to tell about they Jesus. Are, or at least really, I've yeah. found that. It's like, because you kind of see them every day and they still don't listen to you. So you're like, <laughs> no one listens to me. Like, I don't know. I get like, I don't know. What's the word? Disheartened. Disheartened, yeah, yeah. And we're because like, let's for instance talk about when we go on Red Trumps. We go out and we tell Jack at Rage 2017 about Jesus. And we don't see Jack for three years after mm -hmm. that. We try to stay in contact, but we don't see him. But we told him about Jesus that night. Yeah. And then in three years' time, he walks into your church. You're like, oh, but you haven't journeyed with him over that three mm -hmm. years. Where's your family? You're seeing them every day. You're telling them about Jesus every day. And for five, three, five, six months, yeah. I don't know, nothing happens. Ten years, nothing happens. Oh, yeah. It's hard. And so I think, but death does definitely reinvigorate mm -hmm. you to go and yeah. tell them about Jesus again yeah. so that they, so that you can see them again. It's a bit selfish. It's, but I so think, it's, yeah. It's not, it's selfish, but at the same time, it's quite, if you If I really love you, why yeah. would I not tell you about a way for us to be together forever? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have to wind up the conversation. You won't believe it. I'm looking at the clock and we're coming up in 40 minutes. So. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every week. Um, yeah. But bro, I just think uh, what I would like to leave with is, I just think as you've lost... Um, your boss uh, as you've gone through this difficult time and it's been a real tough time I mean you've given up a few things because of his cancer so you could be there for him which I really commend you on and even then now in his death you were there for him and you're there for the family uh, it's really encouraging to see the way you've loved um, loved him and his family through this um, and then to hear how you've dealt with it post you know drawing into Jesus um, like you're really encouraging and so thank you. So just for anyone out there who maybe is still struggling with the loss of a loved one, I think COVID has taught us how fragile life is. Mm. Um, you know, we're here to chat. If you would like to chat, there are resources available to you through our church. We'd love to help wherever we can. Yeah. Um, but just know, like, as Seb has been taking us through, drawing to God, he's the good comforter, and he would love to carry your burden with you. Yeah. Uh, even for you. So do draw into God. But Seb, you're a massive encouragement. And just thank you so much for being so vulnerable today. Thank you. Yeah, and I think from my side, I just want to invite people, if they are struggling, there is the WhatsApp line, which is yeah. which the Young Adults for Christ WhatsApp line. If you want to just talk through it, we, we're more than happy to talk with you, pray for you, pray with you, just so that we can we can also be that space where you can, where you can draw towards God for mm. that comfort. So good. Yeah. Anyways, that's it from us. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah, see you soon.